Anyways, okay. Who would like to bring that sounded like a Muppet singing the intro. That was great. That was great. Perfect. Beautiful. Beautiful Muppet. Well, hello and welcome to the One L Two N podcast. I am Amy, and we are joined by some flesh-eating bacteria today. Missy, I'm actually a virus. Mike, um, the rat disease. Tommy, this is my natural state. And our guest Liam. Yo. We are a family of creatives going through the story writing process, and we're bringing you along for the ride. Hello, everyone. How is everyone doing this week? Good, good. Good, 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 good. How are you? I'm doing pretty great. I started my workouts again. And Yay. let me tell you, it's been great. All the energy levels, all the motion, uh, uh, motivation levels. I was going to say emotion and motivation. All of them, they're all good. I'm feeling all great. The levels. All the levels, they're going up. It's amazing. How are you feeling, Mike? I am alive. Yay! Woo! <laughs> You did it. I have so proud. Two days off in a row today and tomorrow. Nice. And it might be the greatest thing I've ever experienced. (laughs) (laughs) And I get to go grocery shopping later. Yay! Grocery shopping. I am doing great. This can be a bit of an antidote. And antidote? No. Antidote. Antidote. There you go. There it is. Ant dose. (laughs) An ant dose. It's gonna be an ant dose. (laughs) So the toilet in my parents' house, is very tall. And it makes for going to the bathroom sometimes kind of difficult when you need to sit down. And years ago, I had a conversation that turned into a full-blooded argument about how squatty potties would be a good idea just because it'd be nice to have. And our father proceeded to be like, the squatty potties are for stupid people, essentially. I mean, that's paraphrasing. I don't really remember what he said at this point, but he basically was very vehemently against it. And mom walks into my room today and she goes, I have a present for you. And I was like, oh, she's like, open it up. I'm like, okay, I open it up. Dad bought me a squatty potty because he knew I had oh a hard time using the bathroom. <laughs> do, you, do you get to use it outside now? No, I get to use it inside, you know, how they're supposed to be used. Oh. Well, I actually, technically, I'm going to say that in nature, us pooping inside is the wrong way to do it. Which is why I got the squatty potty. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it works great. When I sit on that toilet, my feet don't touch the floor. Well, now when you come to visit, there's a squatty potty. Yeah, it is a very <laughs> tall toilet. Is very it? tall. Yes. Yeah. I've I never guess I, literally I just... thought it was just normal. I never noticed it until Amy mentioned it, and then I realized when I was squeezing the dookie out, I was kind of on my tippy toes. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, okay. I guess this is how I've always done it. I was trying to be. Whereas the other toilet in the house, your knees are like in your throat. It's so short. Yeah, I can notice that one. It's so short. for using the restroom. It's so tiny. Anyways, that was my fun, funny Aunt Dose. Now that no one else is listening to the episode, let's get going. Now that no one else is listening, it's Creative Prompt Day. So, here at 1L10, we like to do creative prompts, which is essentially we give you a random word and then you try to do something creative with it. It can be loosely based off of the word. It doesn't have to be directly related to the word. And it's just to help get your juices flowing, get you in that creative mood, and maybe push your limits on something that you haven't done before. So we usually do this like once a month, but it's been a while. It's been a while. Just because <laughs> there's been a lot of life going on, and that's all right. That's totally fine. See podcast two episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> So the last word that we were given, I gave, and it is rigged. Who wants to go first? Well, first I think of all, Liam. Liam wants has, to go first, right? Who has their projects here? I don't know. Oh, we, okay. Interesting. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. <laughs> Trying to trick us I, out. We all raised our hands for this. <laughs> Technically, for I don't have a project. I just assisted. He does. So. He does. He does. He has a project. Okay. So you guys want to go first? Oh, sure. Yeah, fine. I'm not going to explain anything until afterwards. Think that's a good idea, Mike? I think so. I'm going to explain it it all beforehand. 
and then I'll explain it all afterwards. <laughs> Two takes. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. I don't know what I was listening to, but I like it. <laughs> the idea that I initially had with this was it was it was set in the universe of the Silver Seas, which is a a book that we're all trying to work on. It's it's very very slow coming along, but this was set in the Silver Seas way 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 before the events of the actual book, and Ooh. it was without spoiling anything. It was this is a story just about a, like a ship under attack. That was mm. it. And because rigged, I thought rigging and everything like that. So, yeah, that's that's basically all it is. I don't want to go too in depth with it, but it was a lot of fun to make. I liked all the playful back and forth with the very background high pitched things and low pitched. It was going so fast. I couldn't necessarily tell the different instruments, but man, there were so many of them. I loved it. All the ear candy was a lot of Mike, which was really nice. I came really up with nice. the initial idea, and then he he threw in all the ear candy, which I think definitely pulled it all together. He was like, you should do some mixing last night, and I did do like the slightest bit of mixing. It was just EQ mixing. I didn't do any volume mixing. I didn't normalize it or anything, loudness normalization, but I don't know. It was fun to make, and it yeah. sounds really good, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll definitely we'll work together to do an actual like mixing and mastering on it. We're probably going to save the idea in general so that it could possibly be used when we do the, the Silver Seas, or at least yeah. take some inspiration from it. I was thinking about this, and I don't know how Tommy feels, but here's, here's how I feel. The reason why we work well together as composers is that Tommy is very good at rhythmically figuring out unique ways to have instruments come together. He's really good at the, the rhythm, the percussive sort of side of it. And I think I'm more of the melodic side. I try and figure out small melodies to go on in the background that don't necessarily conform to the same rhythmic pattern that that he has. And I think when you layer the two of them on top of it, you have something that just is pretty fun to listen to. Mm -hmm. It's just it. So a lot of those ear candies that I put in was to try and put in some sort of weird melodic sort of sound. And if you take all those ear candies out, you can 
see where Tommy's strength built so much of a of a solid foundation on top of it. It's it's fun to, to work together. So you guys do work well together. I think so. Come up with something unique that just you complement each other, and it's not how, how do I say it the finished project is greater than the sum of its parts yeah yeah i couldn't have come up with just the base that tommy made for that you know he put a lot of work into that and then i kind of went in and chopped up some small sections here and there and just semi rearranged some order for stuff but nothing major like everything he did was pretty much there and then added a little bit on top passed it back to him and he came in and said okay i like this idea don't like that i'm going to change this around and you know it's it's kind of how we we work as a team. Yeah. That's nice. I think also one of the more important parts of making this project, since it was so inspired by the Silver Seas, is I didn't want it to sound... I mean, it, obviously it's going to sound kind of similar because we're using very similar instruments, but I didn't want it to sound like the Cursing Tree. I wanted to have a different feel, which is important because I want I want to always try to separate our projects with different feels not just oh this is the cursing tree but it has a little bit of synthesizer in it or something like that yeah but yeah it was cool when i was listening to it it kind of felt like i was on like a like a steampunk freighter or something and then like working underneath in the bowels of the ship yeah I get well, that's the the vibe yeah. i got but i liked it i mean it was really good it was it was kind of nice because it's on the darker town yeah as well which i i enjoyed because i think that a lot of the stuff that you present for the creative prompts is a little happier or a little more epic. Brighter. Not that this wasn't epic, but brighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this one was kind of like darker and grimier, and I liked it. That thing is I've noticed is apparently I'm decent at making happy stuff, but I love making the dark stuff. That's the thing. <laughs> and I always come up with something happy, and I'm like, I love it, consuming the dark stuff, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Me writing all my murder bot series. I'm like, yeah, murder, great. Oh, how do I write a happy ending again? I don't know. I don't know how that works. <laughs> and then uh, they fell in love and kissed. The end. It's happening all of a sudden. And then they exploded. <laughs> yeah. I can't. And then the serious. robot learned the meaning of love. Ugh, no. It's too corny. I, mean, I can't right? do it. No. Don't do it. Yeah, you can. Don't ruin you a good just thing, Amy. Exactly. <laughs> love ruins everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it truly does. I mean, love made all of us. Chris. They're not. They're not oh. called love bots. They're murder bots. They're murder bots for yeah. a reason. Yeah. Them I haven't doing, officially named a murder bots. It's oh, just not it now. sticks now. Yep. Them doing what they were designed to do is its own happy ending. What if two murder bots come together because they love each other because they murder together, guys? They only murder humans, not robots. But the story is mm. about the murder, not the love. Thomas. I think if yeah, and also if not yet, if two murder bots fell in love. That's a very human emotion, mm -hmm. and therefore oh. they'd probably turn on each other and start murdering. Or you maybe see? there's a murder a bot out there whose sole job is to hunt down defective murder bots who have become susceptible to human emotions. There you go. Amy, so you, like you think it's going to be a happy it ending, and then bam, a third murder bot shows up and takes them both. Out. I have fixed all of this. Perfect. Perfect. Amy, that story. The third bot falls in love with the other two. The, th the third, third the bot third realizes bot? the love was within him and he loved what he did as his job. And then kills himself because human emotions. You know what? That's okay because then it's still not a happy ending. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> the look on Amy's face. This whole time like, has been priceless. Oh God, you already know about my project this week. How did they know? <laughs> oh yeah. Anyways, we got Missy. What do you have? What's your project? Okay. Mine, let me set her up a little. You know what? Actually, we don't have time. Let's go to do something else. You know what I mean? Let's, <laughs> let's just screw it. Let's just talk about the weather and no, okay, oh, yeah. the weather. Podcast about the weather. <laughs> So a couple months ago, I did something called Found we called Poetry. called the Weathercast, actually. The Weathercast. So. Anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> so a couple months You're ago. You're the one interrupting. My... Now it's Tommy's turn to interrupt. No, Missy, please, please go. Do you want me to get it out now, Missy? <laughs> get it out right now. Just do it. Well, you got to um, be talking when he does it, so. Yeah, can you talk? Good so night. here are the reasons I, I hate off. my family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Missy. I'm okay. Sorry. 
A couple projects ago, I did something called Found Poetry. Oh, yeah. Very cool. If you haven't heard that one yet, go check that out. Give it a try. It's a lot of fun. There's a method of found poetry. I think it's called trickle poetry or trickle down poetry where you pick a random page in like a book. You pick a random word at the very top of that page and then you write some kind of poem using the the words like that connect to each other one word from each line going down right um so i kind of took that idea except i changed it instead of it finding words i wrote my own words and made a pathway and i'm gonna present that pathway to you guys and you guys are gonna help me make a poem out of it oh so, let me pull it up so what you're saying is you rigged this so uh -huh. that you're making your own well, project yeah kind of <laughs> Can you see a spreadsheet with oh. a bunch of green boxes? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm sure this will be auditorily stimulating. So I will want to, I will post the finished yeah. product so that you guys can see it. But basically for the audience, what I'm doing is I have all of the words hidden. And as you guys, my family picks the next set of words, then I will unhide additional words to choose from. Okay. Does that make okay. sense? Okay. Sure. Tommy, is there any way you can record this? I mean, yeah. Just so maybe we have a video where you can show people. It's a fairly short one. So I think it's like nine lines. It's really hard to do anything more than that, though. <laughs> this is really difficult to make without it being super <laughs> simplistic. So that's okay. So we start with As I Wander. Pick one. Across the stars. Uh, through the forest, of course. I picked that for Mike. So I thought, yeah. Oh, we should vote on this. I think I think okay. yeah. we should definitely vote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as I wander across the stars, I am left or I realize. I like I am left. Yeah. I, I like I am I, left. Yeah. I am left. Okay. With regret or in disbelief? I definitely regret the fact I'm across the stars and not through the forest. <laughs> <laughs> in disbelief. With regret. We got two regrets. Do we have two disbeliefs? No. Regret. Uh-oh. At the beauty or beyond the dream? Beyond the dreams. Beyond the dreams. Yeah, I'll go with that one. I failed to create or I dared to dream. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I failed feeling, to create. I'm feeling a little yeah. frisky. I dared to dream. I think it's even split here. What do we do with an even split? Do we want to... Do you have a dice, Amy? Do you have yeah. your rig diced that you yeah. can roll? Yeah, Amy, roll that rig dice. Which, right. which one? Uh, or what... what is it, what one, is it a d6? Two, three. I, what uh, how about, what, even? Evens yeah, or I failed to create odds or odds I dared to dream. dream. There we go. Okay. Nine. It landed on Liam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a good one. It took me a second. I don't know why. <laughs> Ooh. I dare to dream Ooh. and yet abandon or amounts to nothing. I think and yet abandoned. I agree. I, I love how it was just Tommy and I. And he's he like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, yeah, you guys were taking too long. I was like, nope, let's get well, this going. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and read the entire thing right now before, before we get to the last choice. As I wander across the stars, I am left with regret beyond the dreams I failed to create and yet abandon. No, no, no. It's I, I dare, I to, dare dream. to dream. Oh. I don't remember. Beyond the dreams, I dared to dream and yet abandoned. <laughs> Uh, compared to this or as I remain, I'm going with as I remain. Yeah, as I remain sounds more metal. I think it's a bit. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. Yeah. It really does. <laughs> I ponder. Nice. I choose uh ponder. <laughs> Wait, okay. what's the next choice? <laughs> That's the end. <laughs> oh. So what did we wind up with here? So the final product. As I wander across the stars, I'm left with regret. Beyond the dreams I dared to dream and yet abandoned. As I remain, I ponder life. This is really good. Yeah, that's pretty really good. Cool. <laughs> this is really good. Can, can you, I don't know if you want to, I'm gonna can you show us the whole thing? The entire thing. Now. Okay. Yeah. So the rigging is that it, it, no matter what path you choose, you always will end the same way. So that's why it's rigged. Ah, mm. uh, okay. Because I made it into a. Diamond instead of a pyramid where you have multiple endings, everyone ends no the same way no matter what. But it's the journey. That's cool because there are so many different ways you can go with it. And it's mm -hmm. it's nice to see how it goes. And, and I tried to balance positive and negative. Yeah. Or seemingly positive with seemingly negative. 
But sometimes you think it's a positive and it actually is negative, or you think it's a negative and it actually is positive once you add the next piece. I just want to say, in this, we could have had this following poem, which perfectly sums up my life. As I wander (laughs) through the forest, I am filled with delight at the beauty surrounding me, for I am nothing compared to this. I ponder life. Yeah, but that's that's perfect for you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it's perfect perfect for me. It's perfect for everybody. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's really cool. You'll have yeah. to do. I mean, I know you said it's really hard to come up with more lines, but I'd love to see a longer one. Oh, at first I was like, well, maybe I should make this longer. I'm coming up with all these ideas. But the thing is, as you make it, you have to read every possibility to get oh, to, to that point. It, and yeah. I had to rewrite so many different things because there'd be one pathway where it's like, well, that's just utter nonsense. It doesn't work at all. Yeah, I can imagine because most of these really do work. Yeah, a little, little bit in the middle. Like you guys picked one of the paths that's a little more, eh, sort of work. But some of them work really well, and some of them are like, just don't go that way. That's pretty cool. Uh, I like it. To the audience, we will definitely post this, and then you guys can have fun designing your own poem as you go through the pathway. Um, and if anybody out there comes up with your own version of this, I would absolutely love to see it. So. Mm-hmm. We'll probably put it on Patreon first, so if you want to go hop over on our Patreon and join us there, you'll be able to see it before everybody else does. That's cheeky. Now, Liam, do you happen to have a rig project for us? No. Okay, moving on. So my rig project is also a visual. So I will upload the visual now. Again, sorry for our auditorial listeners. Auditorial. I mean, that's the only kind of listening you can do. But this is. It's a murder bot. (laughs) That's not what it is. (laughs) I will post a link to this picture. We'll probably put it on our social media and stuff. Essentially, I have cross-stitched a square. And it has a bunch of lines. There's very pixelated. That's kind of the cross stitches whole deal. But it's got blue, sort of a dark green, a light green, a teal, and a purple. And they're all kind of in different lengths. Now, the rigged portion of this and how I came to this conclusion of this beautiful square was I did a little math. You can't see this, but there's a lot of numbers and a lot of lines. So what I did is I took 10 D10s. And I rolled them 52 times. Oh, my God. Because we have been doing this podcast for about a year now, even Mm. though we don't have that many episodes up because (laughs) a lot of the first ones got scratched, which is fine. So I rolled 10 D10s 52 times. So 520 squares. Every time they landed on a person, I wrote how many they landed on and in order. So the, the blue that you see is Missy. The dark green is Mike. The light green is Amy. The teal is Tommy. And the purple is Liam. That's awesome. And I just want to let you know the conclusions to this. Mm -hmm. Liam, with a total of 117 times, was our winner. Of course he was. Yeah. His (laughs) dice showed up. And I will say, so I did two D10s. I assigned everybody two different numbers uh, sort of on the opposite spectrum. So it wasn't like one and two, three and four, five and six. I tried to do like nine and two. Yes, but I wanted to, but this is how I've always had it. So I'm just, you're (laughs) now seeing behind the curtain. Why didn't you just use a D5? Because I don't like the D5 that I have. Because the shape it is, it does roll a little rigged, and I didn't really want <laughs> that. So I was trying to make it even. Funny. So coming in second with 109 rolls was Missy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Coming in third with 107 rolls was Mike. Coming in with 96 rolls was Tommy. Damn it. And then coming in last was Amy with 91 rolls. So I just want to show you that every time I roll my name, it is not true. It is not rigged. It just happens to be my name that time. I don't know, guys. That feels rigged rigged to me. Yeah. Can you read up the numbers again? I feel like you rigged it so that you would get the least amount. What was it? Proof of point. Liam was 117? 117, Uh 109, 107, 91. And 96. That's 520? Mm. Oh, I guess it was yeah. the squares. Uh, I thought you were doing... Okay, that makes sense. I'm sorry. 
I missed the 520 part and I thought it was just 500 even. So, no, no, no. But I guess to make that's the also, thing. yeah, that's why the corners are a little funky because I just didn't want to trail at the end. And, anyways, whatever. I wanted to give it a nice, nicer border. So, yeah, the square is based off of uh, the amount of rolls. Also, it just looks like a cool design. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah. When you yeah. like focus your eyes on each of the colors. I really like the second to last line where there's like giant chunks of green. <laughs> like Amy's trying to get more in there for a Uh-huh. No, no, no. The dark green is Mike. That's oh, why Mike that's likes right. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I that's just cool. thought it'd be a fun It's really pretty. I like it. How long it That's take? actually very fun. It's interesting that you did that because one of the first visuals that popped into my head with this was a cube of cross stitch, but like Minecraft, not kind of the random rolls. And I have no idea why. It's just what popped in my head. So when mm. you posted this up, I was like, oh my gosh, that's almost exactly what I thought of doing. Oh, that's funny. When I was doing it, it kind of felt like I was making a like a Minecraft block or something. Yeah, it kind of has that vibe. In, that's very the, vibrant. The interesting part is if you look at this, there is it isn't just one going back and forth to another. There's no spot really where it's like we all rotate evenly. It's usually somebody has yeah. two or three of them in a row and then somebody else is two or three in a row and then there's one. There's two or three, or two or three or one. So it's just interesting. Well, so how I cross-stitched it, so you'll see blue, green, sorry, blue, dark green, light green, teal, purple, blue, green, dark green, light green, teal. And then Liam rolled, didn't have any that time, so I didn't include his. So then it goes down. So it goes oh. like you're reading. Okay. I see. Yeah. So you did it in the order, but then you were rolling how many we each got. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For that role. Sorry. I was like, what? Yep. Yeah. 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 That makes a lot Sorry, more for sense for why the pattern is that way. I was like, that is a really interesting, strange pattern. You would not expect like some of the spots where there's purple for five mm-hmm. times or, you know, green for six times. That is, that is just, you know, very rare. Okay. Oh, yes. Makes yeah, a lot yeah. more sense now. Yeah. Liam, I think, was the only person that got six. Wait, no, who did it? Give me one second. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was Mike. Mike, you were the only person that rolled the highest amount of times, which was six dice out of ten. I am pretty rare, so. <laughs> oh, gosh, he's smiling right now. Way too much. <laughs> and I had the most zeros with, wait, did I? Yeah, I had the most zeros with ten zeros, so, or something like that. Maybe it was nine. Look, look, I can't look. count. Yeah, so like that was mine. So I'll post that and right show right. everyone. And that was fun. Now I have a cool piece of art. I originally had done it digitally. But when I saved it, it was like a centimeter by centimeter picture and you couldn't Mm. blow it up. So I went back and I took a picture of the big full screen thing and I was showing it to mom yesterday because I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I want to show you my rig project. She's like, you should cross stitch that. I'm like, son of a. All right, I'll be right back. And so (laughs) that's what I was doing yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. And I finished it today. Yesterday night to this morning. And I finished it. Wow. That's impressive. Thanks. Yeah, it was nice. Well, alrighty. Okay, so let's roll to see who goes next. Or see who, who says the word oh, next. Oh, yeah. I yeah. will say, if it does roll on me, just for the creative prompt thing, I'll probably skip it. So just, just so that. I'm going to say it's rigged. Oh, that was me. <laughs> rigged. Rigged. It's rigged. rigged. All right. Missy. Next word. Agony. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. Wait, you heard it here first, folks, is what I meant to say. Agony is your neft, neft, if your neft, what is wrong with me? Agony is your next creative prompt word. You know, if you have participated in the last creative prompt, rigged, or if you want to participate in this creative prompt, agony, feel free to send us your submissions over on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. We are 1L2N Productions, or you can visit us at 1L2NProductions.com. I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) I figured if I talked like that, I wouldn't mess anything up, and I just messed everyone's mentalities up instead. Okay, anyways. (laughs) What are you going to say, Mike? Well, so when we did the survey challenge, I immediately knew what I was going to do, and I was very excited for it. And when you said agony. Oh, no. Yep. I immediately knew. I have been reading a book lately that I think a lot of people who are trying to be creative and might have a little bit of hesitation for it, especially planning out the time for it, might help them out. It's called Atomic Habits. And it's about habit forming and how you can 
form your habits better and change yourself as a person in tiny little ways and, you know, really support yourself. So I highly recommend that. But I was thinking, what is something that everybody does to try to get into that creative habit in that creative sort of space? So I'll, I'll go first. When I am writing and I know I have a project that I have to do, I do a paragraph a day or I at least make sure that I'm writing a day. It doesn't have to be a paragraph. It could be a sentence. It could be, you know, two pages. I just want to make sure that I have some time that I sit down and make sure that I am working on whatever needs to be done. And I think that that works pretty well when it comes to writing, when it comes to music making, anything, even these challenges, the fact of just going, okay, I'm going to sit down and do something. And if it doesn't work out and I scrap it, that's fine. But at least I am engaging with the process. Is there anything that anybody else does to try and force themselves into the creative spirit when maybe you're not necessarily looking forward to doing it? I will sit down and figure out when is the due date? What are all the different steps to what I need to get done and work myself backwards from the due date with here's what needs to happen by this date. Here's what needs to happen by this date. Here's what needs to happen by this date. It's kind of the same way that I tackle schoolwork. Well, I have to do this because it's quote unquote due today and just forces myself to do it. I totally get that approach. I feel like with school for me, I do the opposite. I'm like, okay, I know that this is due in a week, so I won't start it for five days. Mm. You know, (laughs) not saying it's a, it's a wrong approach or anything. It's just, I'm, I, it's, it's interesting to hear that you sort of prioritize your calendar date for it when, you know, that that's a, don't get me wrong. If it's due in one week and I think about the steps and I know that combined, the steps are only going to take me one day. Then I do it on the very last day possible. (laughs) I'm not doing it on day one, unless it's going to take me all seven days to finish it. Yeah. I just want to make make that clear, like, and then I'm not special or motivated or anything. But I do find it really helpful when I think out all the different things that needs to be done for any given task or project and try and go, okay, I'm going to need three hours for this. I'm going to need a whole day for that, you know, that kind of thing. And then I look at everything else going on in life or school or whatever that needs to be done. And I can schedule it in that way. Like I, I'm scheduling, okay, these three hours I can tackle on this day. Because if I don't, I will wait until two hours before it's due and then it won't happen. I'm very much so different from you guys. If I can get it done immediately, I will do it. Because I hate That's that stress why he was of... the straight A too. <laughs> I hate the stress of getting to the very last day and you're like, oh God, oh God, I have to do it. But I'm also very easily distracted so I think part of part of doing it is, and I'm not even joking, is working out before I be creative. I work out before I be creative and then I feel really good about myself. And then I like throw my phone on my bed and I make sure I open up no other programs on my computer or just mm-hmm. like not distract myself in any way. Yeah. All the technology that could distract me, I, I like move it to different areas and I just focus on one thing like and I think that helps me tremendously a lot of the times I'll find myself I'll just like I don't know muscle memory click on like YouTube and start watching a stupid video mm-hmm. immediately I have to press like the X button Be like no let's get back let's get back to being creative I also think about it tremendously and I don't I don't think through the steps because I'm not a type of person let's be honest I just think about doing it like I, I'm constantly reminding myself all right I gotta do this I gotta do this I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it so when I actually like am in that moment where I could do it, I will do it because I'm I've reminded myself consistently. I think a lot as well. However, how I think is if I have an idea or if I need to have an idea, say for agony, I will purposely like lay on the floor and stare at the ceiling or I'll go take a shower and just like dump all of my thoughts into agony or whatever the creative prompt is to try to really flush out an idea before I start doing it because I find that way it gets me excited about wanting to be creative and so when I go to do whatever it is I'm going to do I already have an idea of what I'm going to do so I can just kind of hop to it so a lot of times I'll or I'll like lay at my I'll lay on my bed and I'll listen to music or whatever it might be just to kind of help me fully form the idea of what I want to do which then gets me excited to do it which then I do it I'm like yeah that's great that's creative 
But a lot of times it'll take a few sessions of me just like dumping my brain of all thought because whatever I'm thinking doesn't necessarily motivate me or doesn't really necessarily spark an interest. And I want to make sure that I am interested in what I'm working on. So if I have to be creative specifically, I like to, to kind of go through that thought process first. To go back to what Tommy was saying, for me, the reason why I break things down into various components is because I find it less of a challenge. Oh. It seems like less work to do if I write out all the steps to something. It's like, oh, well, this whole project may take me a, a week, right? But when I break it down to 10 different steps, like, well, this step is only going to take me 20 minutes. I can just knock that out right away. Cross that off. It's done. Hey, look, now I've only got nine things. Let me just go ahead and see what else I can knock out. Like, oh, this one's only going to take me half an hour. And it tricks me into doing stuff sooner and, yeah. and diving into it and also gives that little bit of the dopamine reward system for crossing things out. Yeah, exactly. The project might not be complete, but I've completed parts of it. So Absolutely. And I can visualize, check that off, cross that off. That yeah. part's done making a list and then crossing off those the checkpoints best. yeah it so makes you feel like you've, yeah, you've, you've accomplished something you just you cross off the parts of the entire hole and then all you, you you're suddenly at the hole you're like oh wait exactly. i've done it yeah. it also helps you like visualize precisely what it is that you are doing and make sure that you didn't miss anything along the way yes because i've definitely done stuff where i've completely forgotten to take care of one component of something and i think i'm done i'm happy and relieved and whatever and then, oh crap there's a whole section i've forgotten to complete so exactly yeah you know I, I kind of use that technique of splitting up what i need to into smaller tasks when i'm writing as well specifically i know i have i kind of the same thing amy does i get a mental dump for a long time to just try and think about something and usually that's whenever i'm working and listening to music in the background not really paying attention you know i, I think about the story that i want to tell and semi order that i want to tell it and then i get to writing and i will free write for as long as i can because i really think that sometimes you just need to dump it out but inevitably there'll come a point when i go i don't know where to go now and, you know, I don't know what to write next. And once I get to that blocking point, that's when I break it up into the small tasks. And I say, OK, in this paragraph, I need to talk about the following things. And I will write down a list on the document that I'm doing of this character says something along the lines of this. And then this character responds with something that way. And then, you know, you just you keep going through and figuring out a better way to actually do it and just knock it off task by task. So once you have that giant list, it's like, OK, well, I can't write those two paragraphs right now because I'm not feeling inspired. But, you know, the third paragraph, I can easily just knock that out and then you kind of piecemeal it together until you get back to that point where like, oh, here, I'm going to I'm going to start free writing again. Mm. I actually don't feel encouraged or successful when I just free write. I, I find it much more helpful to try and outline what I'm doing first and then go and fill in the components of that outline, which in a way is making a list and then completing sections. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm I'm a insert naughty word here for lists. Um, Gardeners and architects. I, I know I've said it before, but yeah. It, but I gardener for... Oh, no, I feel, no, they're, they're, I when know. you write, it's yep, gardeners no, or it. architects, gardeners sort yeah. of write and then see what grows and architects sort of plan everything out ahead of time. You can be a combination of both or you can be on either side. It's a really great way to think about writing styles. I feel aimless when I try and free write, like unless I'm doing an exercise with people and that's what we're all doing at the same time is free writing something. But aside from that, if I'm trying to work on a project, I, I don't find motivation if I attempt to free write. You know what you should do for agony. <laughs> That's evil. <laughs> I'm just saying it would be interesting to see what comes out of something that causes you agony. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. okay. You know what? Challenge accepted. <gasps> Challenge accepted. There we go. There she, we go. Yes, ending this. There we go. Let's go. Oh, we did it. Let's go. Let me just make a little note. Not a list. <laughs> Not making a list. I'm making a note. There's a difference. A note be... is a single item. A list has multiple items. Because it would be interesting to see what you come up with, even if it's not a finished product, but it would be interesting to see what you come up with with something that causes you such agony. It's going to be like, Amy is so stupid and I hate her so much and she's the worst <laughs> and she smells funny and she has stupid hair. And I, 
just gonna be a list of things spoilers. oh sorry sorry i know now i have to change it jeez i'm so stressed <laughs> out already <laughs> i think it's it is interesting what you were saying about exercise, Tommy, because exercise can definitely get you in the mood for creativity, if you will. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that whenever we've gone on walks or whenever we go on walks in general, that's where I jokingly say we have a lot of our business meetings because we're always coming up with ideas while we're walking. And I think it is such a great way to kind of mentally get yourself in the mood to create something. And yeah. so that is that is like a nice thought process. I wonder if there are any other like healthier options to get you creative as well besides just, you know, going for a walk or going to the gym or something. I think exercising, the reason why I do it before is because it makes me feel accomplished. It's my version of crossing something off the list. And that's why I do it. Yeah. It's like, okay, I, I feel accomplished now and I feel like I want to do more. So I'm going to make some music. And that's that's pretty much I feel like what it boils down to. You know what? I just thought of something. Cleaning huh? up actually really usually motivates me as well. Like cleaning, like. Oh, yes. A clean workspace. Doing laundry, oh. having a clean workspace, cleaning off the desk, putting things away. I feel like that is also another like healthy thing that will help get me creative. Not that I'm trying to skip out on exercise. I was just trying to think <laughs> of if uh, for other people. Yeah, yeah, I know. There's uh, two professors that I've worked with or, you know, heard about, and they've been talking to other people, they've not talked specifically to me. But one of the things, especially in research, is you have to do a lot of reading and you have to do a lot of writing based upon that reading. So every scientific paper you read, you should have a literature review for yourself and it should have a couple paragraphs about that scientific paper and a summary of it. And you collect this giant body of work for yourself as a reference for, okay, what was that paper? One of the coolest things that I heard from a professor, which I never thought about, they were talking to another student of theirs and they said, well, if you're trying to do this, you have to figure out first and foremost, when do you like reading and when do you like writing? Because some people wake up right away and they want to write. That is what they want to do. And other people don't want to read or write a single thing until seven o'clock at night. And it depends upon what you put in your normal schedule, what time you have, that sort of thing, to try and figure out the times that you are best at reading or writing. And that mm -hmm. can, I think, be applied to anything. Try and figure out the times that you're best at creating music or you know, writing a song or writing poetry or anything. Try and, and make a note of every time you do those creative processes, when in, in your schedule is it? Is it after work, before, whatever? Is that Aaron in the background? Yeah. No. <laughs> I think it's really important advice that most people probably never think about. It's the same thing they tell you with exercise. Yeah. Do it that when you're going to be most motivated. So it, I, yeah. really, really great advice. And I think that's another thing, uh, the kind of tying that back in with exercise. Exercise, I, I believe, is super important for everybody to just get your brain pumping, flowing in the right mm -hmm. way, your juices going. If you exercise, your brain oxygenated and gets hormones like yeah. positive hormones going. Mm -hmm. well, one of the things that you'll see quite a bit is people exercising first thing in the morning. And that is a great way to force your body to kind of wake up, to get used to the day that you're doing. You know, it, it jumps you right into making sure your day is prepared. And I, I find that if I exercise right in the morning, that is my. That is my setup to change the time of day when reading or writing uh, happens. Mm. And if I don't exercise, mm. then I always want to read or write later in the afternoon or after work and stuff like that. And that time I'm kind of tired. But if I do exercise, then usually first thing in the morning, right after I've exercised, that's when I'm like, yeah, let's go ahead and do this because I'm on, I'm on my game right now. Yeah. I think it's a way of tricking your body into changing your own schedule. That's yeah, a good way to put it. I think also electronics don't help at all like having your phone oh. constantly on you or i mean it sucks that a lot of the stuff that we do is on our computer when there's so many things to distract us on our computer and i guess we could obviously write with pen and paper but i 
cannot spell to save my life. So I probably won't do that. And I'll probably need to look up a word or something anyway. So it's nice to have Google available. But you know, it's also available than YouTube and Steam. And hmm. so just trying to limit your interactions with electronics, I think is also really helpful because then it, at least for me, it kind of gets you bored because you're like, okay, well, if I don't have that, what do I do? It's like, oh, I guess I'll think imaginary things again. And that'll help kind of motivate you to get creative as well. I suppose like Tommy was talking about how he's got that automatic muscle memory of clicking on YouTube, right? When the second the brain shuts off, you're like, oh, YouTube or oh, Twitter or oh, Instagram, whatever your device is. A way around that could be just to turn your internet off, turn your Wi-Fi signal off, (laughs) turn whatever off so that as you're typing or doing whatever on, on a desktop program, even on your phone if you're just jotting notes or something and your muscle memory goes to turn something on, it can't get to it and that wakes you up, snaps you to, oh yeah, that's right. I'm not allowed to touch that right now. It's actually a really good idea. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I would highly recommend reading Atomic Habits. It's not only about breaking down your bad habits, but it's about forming new good ones. It's also about changing the things behind those habits that you may not realize are a part of. Yes, it. I've enjoyed the narrator it quite a bit so far, is not and I'm not finished with it yet. Excited, but I did tell Tommy in terms about it. Of narration, I think it could be so something that really helps us with our creative process. Then, um, and if anybody's that, that looking to do creative for fun, but at the same time, maybe you is, don't need to make it is not, a creative uh, habit something you can't get over. I will say, side note: I tried to listen to Atomic Habits. Is it very like that robot-y voice the entire time? Yes. The writer who also is the uh, narrator is not the most exciting Mm -hmm. in terms of uh, narration, but it shouldn't be a huge deterrent. It is probably something that you can get over. Could it be that maybe this is a book that you really need to read instead of listen to? Because when you listen to something, you have the ability to kind of drift off in thought and miss what it's actually trying to teach you. Whereas when you're physically reading, you have to read. I would say it depends upon who you are. Because I am someone who's the exact opposite. If I'm listening to something, then I seem to absorb all the information right away. And it's very clear and concise for me. But if I'm reading something, I can read two full pages and then I stop all of a sudden and and realize I've been in autopilot mode. And I go, wait, what did I just read? I, I, I don't remember. And I have to go back and read it again. And I'm not sure why my brain makes that distinction between listening and reading. But there are very few books that I can actually read and it'll hold my attention for the entire time. So for me and I guess everybody else, it depends upon your preference for retaining that sort of information. One more thing before we go. Liam was asking this question earlier and I thought it was really interesting and I don't think Missy answered it. So I wanted to hear what her answer was and we can all say our answers. But Liam, would you like to ask the question that you were asking all of us earlier? Um, Sure. Uh, my question was, if you could see or experience or write, or just if you want to know any kind of alternate history, what would it be? I I genuinely will have to think about that. I can't give you that answer today. <laughs> so one of the things that I actually heard about recently is a television program, which I'm really interested in seeing. It's on... I think Apple TV, which I don't have, uh, but it's called For All Mankind. And it's an alternate history about the moon landing and the space race where Russia actually gets to the moon first. And it sort of changes the way that Americans and humans in general are continuing the space race as opposed to just being like, all right, it's done. We got to the moon. It's over. And um, it changes, you know, things for the better in the long run, apparently. But, you know, it just it's a different alternate history. It seems really interesting to me that I'd I'd like to watch it uh, based upon what I've heard. I think it would be really cool to see what the world would be like if the Library of Alexandria never burned down because of the amount of knowledge that was in there, how our cultures would be different, how our religions would be different, how even just like our technology would be different and how, you know, much more advanced it would be if we had all that knowledge still. I just think that would be. What an amazing, amazing choice. I love it, Amy. I absolutely That's right, guys. Missy liked my answer, so. (laughs) What was Tommy's answer? Mine was, what if slavery just never existed? Like, there were no human slaves ever. Throughout all of history or specifically? All of the concept of slavery is gone. That's, That's a better way to word it. 
Yeah, that's a better way to word it. I was thinking, I wonder if that also extends to like animal husbandry. Like, do you mm. do you then start to view like industrialized farming? I doubt would be a thing at all. Mm-mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's an interesting way of thinking about it. Liam, what was yours? Uh, I didn't think of one. <laughs> Can you think of one now? Uh, that's really the alternate history yeah. is when Liam thought of. Now the ultimate history is when he actually does a creative prompt. (gasps) Ooh, yikes, bro. (laughs) That on his own volition, because he did run with me, so. That's why it's called an alternate history. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm sure there's like a bajillion of them that I could probably come up with, but the first things that have come to mind would be, what if the Mayans, Incans, Aztecs had never died out? What if they still Ooh. as empires transitioned into a modern society and never disappeared. Do you think it was all the human sacrifices that really went downhill for him? <laughs> no, I think a lot of it had to do it, environmental, a lot of environmentally driven migration and I think starvation. It was probably the diseases that that too. That it d- it depends upon the area. I actually don't know a lot about the Aztec kind of history so that'd be cool to just learn in general liam do you have anything that you want to just throw um, out there sure uh what if rome was never built oh well they do say that the reason why our roads are the size that they are is because they fit the cars and the reason why the cars are the size that they are is because they fit the old roads and the old roads are the size that they are because it was enough to have two horses carrying a cart on and that like apparently started like that was like a roman thing so i think it it would be i mean i'm sure somebody else would think to have you know more than two horses on a cart but you're right that would be really interesting if rome wasn't a complete empire what would that look like that's really cool what's your favorite version of alternate history hit us up on twitter reddit facebook instagram myspace only fans whatever you want we're probably on it what? Wait a minute. Well, you know, there's a few of those Let's we don't up. have. Let's back up a moment. No, I. But yes, we. One of us has every one of those. What? What? Don't worry about it. Guessing game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pin the tail on a donkey, except for pin the app on a person. Never mind. Anyways, mm. moving on. <laughs> Mike is right. We would love to hear what your alternate history would be. We would love to hear what your creative prompt was. If you've participated in this past challenge or other challenges or you want to participate in this new one again the word is going to be agony and folks be responsible with the word have fun but not too much yeah not too much fun there you go so you can hit us up on the approved (laughs) apps that we have or social medias that we have which would be twitter instagram youtube and reddit we are 1l2n productions or you can reach us at our website which is 1l2n productions.com and if you want to join over on our patreon that would be much appreciated and the last word of the day well and bef- besides it before i say last word of the day thank you so much for listening we really appreciate yeah. it thank you well, hopefully you guys enjoyed this something a little different especially whenever there's a creative prompt involved hopefully you enjoyed yourselves but the last word of the day goes to that was on my keyboard mike you broke the streak take it away if you're trying to reach your full creative potential figure out the environment and the things that you need to do to put yourself into that and then never take yourself out of it (laughs) 